0: Greetings size scoopers. You've tuned in to your weekly booster. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to scoop deep into your heart and reconnect. Welcome to Inside Scoop a podcast that brings you practical servings of Swami's sweetest teachings. Guys, I am incredibly excited to be chatting with Sister Roshni Viswanandan today, who is, okay, this is a mouthful, the SSIO Deputy International Young Adult Coordinator. But more importantly, she's someone who's always inspired me through her confidence, her independence, and her creative leadership. Say hi, Akka. Hi, hi, Neera. Hi, everyone. Are you happy to be here? Of course I'm happy to be here. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy you're doing this. Wonderful. So Mm -hmm. about a month ago, right, a friend called Mm -hmm. me with wonderful news that she was pregnant. She was experiencing intense cravings for mock meat, but had avoided it for health reasons. And she wanted to keep it that way throughout her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She then narrated how Swami appeared in her dream that night and lovingly fed her mock meat till that craving was satisfied. And I was so thrilled for her and moved by the experience because it really captured how Swami provides, you know, the love of a thousand mothers. Mm. And, but after that call, something so unexpected happened. I started wailing and crying buckets and the looping thoughts were, Why won't Swami ever come in my dreams? What more Mm. do I have to do to be deserving of His dreams? I'm trying so hard to please Him with my sadhana, but still nothing. Am I not Mm. progressing spiritually? Am I not Mm. close enough to Him? Is He punishing me? (laughs) (laughs) So, Akka, please tell me, actually, why does Swami appear in... Our dreams materialize objects for some people and not others.
1: You know, I've honestly struggled with this for many years in my life. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have stopped, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I still don't compare myself to other people. Mm. And I think um, it's just a very natural thing that we do always. Mm. We compare ourselves in every aspect and why not when it comes to Swami, right? So... Mm first thing I want to let you know is that it's a natural feeling.
0: Right. And
1: don't feel bad for feeling bad. Mm. I've had the exact same experience that you've had, right? Mm-hmm. So ever since I was a kid or ever since I knew Swami and knew the existence of Sai students uh, and going to university and, and school in Proto party and being close and having those direct darshan with Swami, I've craved for that so badly. Right. And I remember this incident, it was 2011 and we had an amazing huge Malaysian Chinese New mm. Year Yatra to party and uh, we, we got everything. We, we got uh, performance, we got um, sitting in front, we got all the perks. Mm. In fact, the whole Malaysia was there, it felt like Party became Malaysia or Malaysia <laughs> became party you wake up in the morning you hear people speaking in Mandarin and oh, wow. and, and, uh, and Malay and you're like wow where am I you right. have to recalibrate this so it was on this trip that uh, we had prepared an amazing performance for Swami and it was Chinese New Year and all of us had a chance and for me deep inside my heart I knew this was my last chance. I don't know mm. why I had this feeling, but I knew this was my last chance to get personal Darshan, Sparshan and Sambarshan with Swami. And It's just so deep in my heart, I knew it. Yeah. And so it was Chinese New Year, Swami's coming out, we're all sitting, waiting for this to take place. And as he comes out, the scene is so clear in my mind, he's being rolled by the students. I was so angry. I was angry for many reasons. Mm. First, I was angry because... It always seems that guys have closer access to Swami. Mm. Even if you're a SAI student, you get to go to Anantapur, you see Swami once in a blue moon. It seemed to me like that, right? Right. And every special opportunity was always given to guys. So, I was pissed off. Mm. I still Mm. have my diary from 2011 and they're tear-stained because Mm. I thought it was unfair. And Mm. I thought it was just like really, you know, I was just angry and Mm. sad and these exact thoughts came to my mind. Am I Mm. not good enough? Mm. The Lord of the universe has decided to be born in the planet Mm. at the same time that I am born. Mm. Not like Krishna or Rama or something Mm. but at the same time I'm born and yet I don't get this opportunity. It's like freaking putting chocolate cake in front of you and saying sorry you can't eat it. (laughs) You can look You can listen to other people's experiences about how yeah, yeah, about how wonderful chocolate cake is. You can imagine put yourself in the position of the chocolate cake eater, but sorry no chocolate (laughs) cake for you. That's harsh, that's so harsh. (laughs) But that's exactly how I felt. Right. And so I'm sitting here and I'm crying so much because I know this is my last chance and I know Swami's not going to call me and it took every inch of my discipline to not just get up and run to Swami as he came to Darshan. But as this is happening, I have this flash of completely unrelated thought in my head, right? Mm -hmm. And I start thinking of my first bicycle. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was a red BMX bicycle. And I'm sure many of us in Malaysia grew up with these bikes, right? Mm -hmm. And they had the trainer wheels on. And I, as soon as I had that image in Kugan Hall, while Swami was coming out production I knew this was Swami talking to me because I've never experienced this unrelated thoughts like this before. Right, right. And and he says in my consciousness, not I didn't hear his voice or anything. Mm. Do you remember this BMX spike? Mm. And I tell him back in my consciousness, I know what you're getting at Swami, mm. but this is not what I'm talking about. I right. still think this is unfair.
0: Don't try and to so, be funny with me. Like, yeah. I want a direct answer from you, yeah. Nobody needs your lectures right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> I just want answers. I just yeah. want the experiences. And he says eventually, although it was so easy and nice to ride the bike, you had to take those trainer trainer wheels off.
0: Mm.
1: Right? And yeah. uh eventually you have to ride on your own and Mm. in my mind i'm saying but it's so difficult to see everybody else with riding freely without falling and then swami says the most beautiful thing in my consciousness again i want to be very clear about this um just because you're it just because it's difficult in standard six does Mm. not mean you go back to standard five Right. you stick it out
0: you work it out,
1: you fail and fail and fail and repeat seven and six again, but you can't go back just because it's hard.
0: Amazing.
1: Then I start crying more, and all the aunties are like, It's okay, Amma. So we didn't get to perform, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you guys are That's okay. not what I'm talking about, but okay, thanks. Yeah. And then as I walk out and I walk past Swami's house, this conversation is still going on. Right. And he says, when did you start loving me? Mm. And I, I said, I don't know Swami, like maybe since I found you and I was nine. Mm. And he said, it didn't take you until you were 26 years old to actually land up in Prashanti Malayam mm. and see my form. Yeah. Is your love any more or mm-hmm. any less after seeing the form of Satisai Baba?
0: Wow Akka, that's so beautiful. And just so comforting. You know, to know, one, that, you know, that you, so many of us go through the same internal dilemmas. And two, he said, yeah, you're not getting to touch me and what all these other boys are getting to do. But you have, look what I've just, what you've just discovered you have, you know, a direct connection to me. Yeah, Yeah, amazing. But, Akka, you know, Swami has often said that miracles are the first stage of his grand plan for self-realization he says that he the first step is um, he attracts us through miracles which he calls Mm -hmm. Chamatkar and then he refines our hearts and minds with his teachings sanskar and then he prods us along the path of selfless service which is Paropakar which finally leads us to self-realization but I keep wondering if he hasn't even attracted me with the first step like with miracles and the dreams that I'm yearning for, how does he expect me to have faith in him and progress and rely on like just the consciousness that's or the insights that are coming into my mind? How, how does he expect me to progress to self-realization if he Ooh. hasn't even attracted me first, you know, to have that faith?
1: That's a brilliant question, Mira. but I have a counter question for you. <laughs> 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 How are you at step three? If you've not gone to step one,
0: just the belief through other people's what? experiences, mm-hmm. and and I guess unknowingly I've had miracles. They're just not the miracles, the grand miracles that everybody speaks of, and you know, vipudi manifestations, the ones that are glorified. I haven't had mm. those. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's that's the thing, right? So yes, the magic should not be boxed up into certain experiences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it not amazing? I remember one auntie uh, from SS2, auntie Lian, those of you in Malaysia know her. Mm-hmm. She said, you know how long it took us to discover Swami and she told me this when I was so young. She said, Do you, don't you think it's a miracle for you guys? How easy it was. Nobody needed to convince you. Nobody, Swami didn't have to even make miracles. He didn't have to change your minds. Mm. He didn't have to do anything. Isn't it a miracle that it was so easy for you guys? Almost as though you knew it internally.
0: That's brilliant, right? It's almost as if like my soul knows it, knows it. That's yeah. why I've been like I've been getting closer to him, but my yeah. mind keeps like hijacking that trust that the soul has.
1: That's, That's absolutely it, Mira. Yeah. You have really put a, you know, really nailed it you've nailed it exactly you've talked about the difference between the mind and the soul right Right. so our love for Swami or our love for divinity Mm. is is something that we can connect on a very deep level but it is not something we can put words to I
0: see
1: so our mind grapples with all this information Mm. and input from outside and tries to box it up saying oh if Vibhuti manifests, it's a miracle. Swami loves me. Oh, if I have dream, it's a miracle. Swami loves me. <laughs> right. But for a child to look at Swami's picture and say Baba, Baba and laugh and smile for mm. no reason, mm. isn't that a miracle to recognize someone that you've not known?
0: hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so I yeah. guess then the problem is in the way that we're defining the word miracle, right?
1: Absolutely. That is, that is, that's it. That really is it. I I love how you brought about that difference between the mind and soul. And how the mind is the one that is kind of limiting our Mm. definitions of miracles.
0: Right. Have you realized that people who actually have more proximity to Swami have an even more limited definition of miracles and their imagination is sort of limited to what Swami is and how He connects to us all. Has that happened to you? I wouldn't say that for right. sure
1: because I think everybody has access to Swami and His glory and His divinity in full measure right. but I have had comparative conversations with my friends right. who have been students uh, of Swami. Right? right. Well, why? Well, I sit here and bicker and, and always have those thoughts, ah you're so lucky, look at these pictures of you and <laughs> Swami. Oh my god, you stared into his eyes. A friend once told me Swami would come in after Darshan. And then there will be a fanboy, literally oh, wow. a fanboy. Okay, not a fan, like a fan, but a boy that carries a fan and right. stands and
0: blows his oh, baju until goodness.
1: it becomes dry. And for that boy, he's literally standing with a fan and looking into Swami's eyes. And I can only imagine what that's like. Mm. And as I am comparing myself and thinking about everything he's missed, I've missed out on, Mm. He's comparing himself to me and mm. saying, look at how you've experienced mm. the vastness of Swami's glory by being away from Him. Mm-mm-mm. Look at the miracle of you without any influence, being so devoted to Swami, without mm. needing any support of the physical form.
0: All of us have only finite experiences in this mm. lifetime, right? We can't we can all be great grandmothers. We can't all, we yep. can't all have... Uh, uh, you know, uh, twenty cousins, a big family. We can't all be yeah. doctors or lawyers, but yeah. true oneness is when we celebrate when we f- celebrate each other's experiences because we can connect- we can't experience them, but we experience them through others. Uh, Absolutely. So then I call it
1: experience outsourcing. I love and that so term. I so have outsourced my. Yeah. I've outsourced this experience to you, mm. and so you got to be Swami's fanboy. And I feel deeply in my heart that that experience was also mine.
0: Yeah, and that's that's true oneness, isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that, and that's probably why Swami, um, you know, grants different miracles to different people, so that we experience mm-hmm. the the depth and the breadth of Him just mm-hmm. in this one lifetime. Yes, okay. That is okay. So, but Akka, despite all this, okay, so we've understood that maybe we're limiting this definition of miracle. Um, Mm. How do we deal with the desire and the yearning to experience a specific miracle? Should I be suppressing it or, you know, what should I be doing?
1: Well, suppressing desires is so not the way to go. Mm. Um, At least for me, I put a disclaimer, this is my personal thoughts. Mm. Um, I don't believe in that right i feel like keep on yearning while yearning is nice word. Mm. <laughs> just like you know just if you can continue to yearn and mm. there's actually joy in that yearning mm. there is joy i keep thinking of Radha and mira and how yearning became their sadhana right so two things can happen mm. either your desire get fulfilled or you rise above that desire to realize something greater that you've achieved through mm. that yearning.
0: Right. Right? There's so th- that
1: beautiful story of Radha if you have time. Mm. And I'm sure people have heard Swami narrating it mm. where the Krishna comes to Radha at her final moments and Radha and he says I'm so sorry I've never come to see you sooner. Mm. And Radha looks at him and says that you've never been apart. i see you everywhere.
0: Oh, That's beautiful Akka. You know, as you're speaking, I'm reminded of this conversation between uh, Arjuna and Krishna in the Gita Vahini, where Krishna is explaining that his mission is to protect those who are striving for purity and to punish the wicked. And to this, Arjuna is like, bro, you're supposed to be Prema Swarupa. Then why so much favoritism, you know, for those who already have uh, immense wisdom Uh, and um, that's when Krishna says that he is the wish-fulfilling tree, the Kalpa Vriksha tree. He has no favourites. Yeah. But there are four types of people who, pray, uh, to, who seek him. First are those who pray when they are suffering. So he helps them through that pain. And second are those who pray for power and wealth. And so he awards them those particular things. Third are those who... Want to realize the Atma and are, you know, um, reading scriptures and in the company of spiritual aspirants. Then he blesses with opportunities to do nishkama karma, desireless action. And he saves them from distractions so that they can concentrate on liberation. So, in my view, that third stage is Krishna confirming your point, Akka, that, you know, through the yearning, he blesses us with the ability to achieve something greater just like radha who lost herself in the yearning and uh, found krishna instead yeah but akka amidst the yearning how do we know that you know the connection is getting stronger every day what are some ways that swami affirms his presence in our lives especially now that he's not physically present
1: so first and foremost, there are no KPIs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. You can't right. measure your success rate of connection to Swami. Right. I feel like the more I'm connected to Swami, mm-hmm. not devotionally even, mm-hmm. but just being able to pull out of situations and just look at everything with love uh, and clarity. Right. And the more awareness that I have in the divinity that's inside of me I I know I'm using big words I promise Mm -hmm. I'll break it down Mm -hmm. Um, that makes me feel that Swami is here he's present but he's really kind and very very sweet so he sends messages in the most beautiful ways Mm -hmm. but if I don't want to risk Giving you those experiences because I don't want you to again box it up as mm. if you find a quote in a book that yeah. means it's Swami. I, right. I don't want to do that. I'm going right. to refrain from sharing my experiences of how Swami finds, shows us, he loves us, right? Right. But if I do, then again, we're down that rabbit hole. So just you will know, you'll know it in your heart, right? You will know it, and you will have such a strong knowing that nobody can discount it. You won't need, you won't have the need to justify and tell right. other people hey this 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 happened and right. that person has to tell you oh that is swami you won't I need to see. do that right. you will you will know a hundred percent and it is very true that swami can be found everywhere and mm. i have honestly seen him in the most beautiful places mm. um, in nature but um this is what happened to me lah. So about two years ago, I I became fixated on this Swami is everything and not limited to the form. That even while I was in Prashantinilayam, sitting right in the front, I could not experience the blessing of Mm. being in that position. Because I felt like, wow, what is all this for anyway, right? Mm. I should be detaching from the form. Mm. So for blessings that I had craved so much Mm. 10 years ago, remember? Now I'm actually getting it. And nice. I'm like, not grateful for it because <laughs> I feel like, quote unquote, I've progressed past this lah, you know. Nice. Nice. So, I was like, um, and then I came back to Malaysia and I spoke to one of our one of our advisors about this. And I was telling him, and um, this is genuinely how I'm feeling. Why are we limiting Swami into this form? You know, when Swami is everything, don't you think it's demeaning to divinity itself those are my exact words wow. that we keep limiting him into this form mm. you know, and, and he just turned around and he told me yes, Swami is everywhere mm. God is everything but he has gifted us with this Satisai Baba this form mm. that acts as a portal for mm. you to attain divinity in a faster manner And it's something that appeals to you, right? Mm. So in my mind, it's like, wow, it's like a, it's really like a portal, a doorway Mm. for us to just tap into. Mm. And he said, if you don't believe me, just do one thing. Go home today, sit in your altar and look into his eyes.
0: Mm.
1: And just by doing that, you will experience peace. If you don't, come and tell me. And I Mm. did just that. I just went to my altar. I didn't meditate. I didn't say any prayers. I just sat there, like two lovers would be sitting on a date, looking into each other's eyes. Mm. I just sat there and I stared at Swami's eyes, mm. and there was this immense silence, this deafening silence, and this immense peace. Mm. And I it clicked immediately, like yes, God is everything. God is. Every experience, God can be felt in nature. God can be felt in the love of a child. He can be felt in another person. He can be found everywhere. But here we are presented with this unique portal, this unique experience where this form gives us the opportunity to just, in a click connect, you know you don't have to work so hard it's okay you don't need to work so hard just sit and look into his eyes you don't need all this immense sadhana do all that if it makes you happy so if you're lazy like me then forget about everything else just sit in front of Swami's picture look into his eyes and just experience that peace and that divinity
0: amazing Thank you so much, Akka, for unpacking this topic with extreme levels of honesty. It's been so refreshing. So, dear listeners, it's now time to reveal our key takeaways, aka prasadam pills, that you can pop whenever you doubt Swami's presence in your life. 1. Redefine our definition of miracles. Not based on others' experiences or what the monkey mind tries to rationalize, but by trusting what our heart tells us feels like a miracle. 2. Miracles are not a prerequisite to faith. It is faith that helps us recognize these miracles. It is faith that elevates our perception and increases our receptivity to His presence in all shapes and forms. 3. The yearning for a miracle or connection in itself is one form of His miracle. 4. Our closeness to Sai can be measured by how much love we can bring to every situation and the awareness and clarity of our thoughts, words and deeds. 5. Experience outsourcing is totally the way to go. Swami affirms His presence in numerous ways through numerous people to ensure we witness the vastness of Sai in just this one lifetime. 6. Swami can be seen in everything. But his form acts as a portal that instantly accelerates our ability to connect by simply gazing into his eyes. With that, dear Sai scoopers, I hope you continue to keep your eyes, arms and mind wide open to experiencing not just his visiting cards, but his permanent residence in your heart. Next on Inside Scoop, we're exploring something so current you don't want to miss. How do we respond when PSI leaders forget to prioritize PSI values? Until next Friday, happy scooping!